What's going on, everybody? It's Justin Sarachik, Editor-in-Chief of Rapzilla.com, and we are here with another episode of Pen Game 101, where we break down the pen of the artist. Then we play a game with the artist, and then that 101 is they take us to school about the album or project. I am here with my panelists, Richard Cutright, Luke DiMarzio, and unfortunately, we are missing Elijah Matos today, but it's all good, and we are going to have a dope discussion today or I can only imagine that it will be dope because these guys always have a lot to say. D1 and Murs for their album, He's the Christian and I'm the Rapper. So before we speak to them, let's dive into this project. So let's kick it off with No Pictures of Jesus. Yeah, No Pictures of Jesus. I thought this was a really strong way to open up the, the album. Um, I don't care what color he is. I care who he is. And it's just talking about distractions, how like that's not the point. Like the point is what he did. It's uh, it's about the word of God rather than the look of God. I thought there were some really cool points that they made in that. Um, I thought the loop was nice. This is the first, you know, first track we're we're hearing we're hearing like the sonically we're getting introduced to like what they're trying to do. I thought it all worked really well on this first track. Right, 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 right. Um, I I, I agree. Um, this record was a dope way to come out the gate. I like how D painted the contrast from the denominational experience, you know what I'm saying? Like between, you know, uh, the issues that some have with them, like, you know, black church, quote unquote, standing money, you know, and Catholic church and all the, the drama that goes on in there to the importance of following Christ, not because of his color, but like you said, because of who he is. Then Murr's follow through with the second verse, elbow drops out the gate, you know what I'm saying? His first four bars crushing, the need to dispute Christ's color. Um, he was like, everybody chasing follows. That's a new addiction. We won't follow the survivor of the crucifixion. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Let me do the Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, that, 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 was, that, was, that was a crazy bar. It was super dope how they tackled that. Um, because that's an issue that has a lot of black Christians leaving the faith today. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's an issue for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It it, it isn't it, it isn't it shouldn't be, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I like the way they tackled it. Plus, if you watch the video, they were dressed up as two Mormons. You know what I mean? Like kind of Mormons going from room to door to door with the people. I wonder if they got anybody saved. Were they out there really preaching, or was it a video? Was it a video where they was preaching? But the video fits the song awesome. If you ain't see it, watch it. It's super duper dope. Now the next track. They don't want me to win. I love, I, first of all, I love D1 on this chorus. He goes crazy, but they don't want me to win. And he just goes in on it. I, I told him that before, um, and it just really hypes you up. So what, what did you guys think of that track? Yeah, I really like D1's performance on this track. Like, his first verse is really nice. He just really came at it really hard. Like, he was he was amped up, I could tell. And, uh, um. I actually wasn't really feeling that hook. I got tired of it by the end. It was, this is what I call a 7-Eleven. So he said, you say seven words 11 times and that's your hook. I felt like, yeah, it was just, I, I, I appreciate like the charisma and like the way he came at it. But I think I got some ear fatigue by the end of the, by the end of the track. I can I can see that. Like I think both of the ways that they switched up the cadence because coming from a track like that, how Murs came and kind of switched the flow up. D with with uh, with the double time. You know what I mean, he was really chopping in there. Um, 
felt like the production created a nice runway for them to get flying on. The beat did sound like something from a Tarantino film, though. Like I thought like it was Django Meet Bonanza. They had to have a shootout like when the record started. And, um, like my only issue, like you said, was kind of like with the hook. I felt like the hook didn't match the beat and the energy of D. This was kind of a hook that would go on something that would be like super trap, eight oh eight. You could rock in the mosh pit, and I could see. I mean, really you know what I'm saying? It sounded like like Andy Mitchell could have did that, and then you know what I'm saying? It would be crazy. You know what I'm saying? But um, I felt like that just with that hook and D's energy on on that beat might have been too much and kind of overwhelmed it a little bit. But the bars was crazy. The delivery. Right. What's the line that D was like? Life came full circle like a cartwheel. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But it was dope, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 really, it's really dope. Um, but yeah. Then we got two dark skin, two light skin, which was probably the most the most fun uh, that was had on this record. And uh, the, video, the video was dope too. Cut right. What what do you, what do you got? It, bro, it's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? The joint showcased not only the versatility and creativity of both of the artists uh, of being able to attack such a heavy topic like colorism and make it humorous and insightful they cover so much stuff light-skinned people began bad is captain of the light-skinned brigade you know what i'm saying um because you know because drake b he don't never respond to nobody people think he's soft you know what i'm saying so i know light-skinned people you know i remember somebody said light-skinned people are, are as hard as old lotion you know what i mean but they ain't really hard at all <laughs> you know what i mean so you know what i'm saying so I mean, I can, I can understand the struggle. I, I never experienced, but I understand. Then your boy Merz came back with the old girl was talking about you can't get, get tattooed because you too dark. They can't see it, bro. I, I wrestled with it in my heart. I felt that in the depth of my soul. You know what I'm saying? Dark skinned people trying to get tattooed. It just looked like more skin. It don't look like, you know what I'm saying? I was there. But uh, I, it, this was a super fun record. Uh, it was shared uh, on the plight of um, the division that comes with people who, you know, set some people up, you know, by the color of their skin, even amongst other race, they did it in a humorous way. It was insightful. It was brilliant. The video was more fun. And uh, if you ever heard it, man, listen to it. You, you, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to gain some knowledge too. I, I really like their chemistry. It kind of, it just like was pouring out of this, this track. The collaboration was really dope. Um, I mean, I never really, I never really think of these kind of concepts so like as a white man this isn't really a song i'm really gonna go back to you know like i'm gonna be bumping this down the street but i really appreciated it for what it was for like original concept like yeah that's really dope i thought the next track is how great which is obviously a flip on how great thou art uh which is a classic legendary hymn i'm sure everybody knows it who has spent any amount of time in church uh so let's let's talk about that Man, I really liked this one. I liked the uh, the intro to that. It was a slow build, a slow burn, but it like really brought me in. Um, there was something in that in the instrumental. I have a note here. There's something in the instrumental that wasn't really clean to me. There was a little. It was a little cluttered underneath the verse, but then it cleaned up on the chorus. So I said maybe it's the organs. Maybe it's the change in the organ tone as we get into the chorus. Something was weird there for me. I love Merz's verse. Um, and yeah, up to this point, this is probably the best song. I thought it was dope all, all the way through. Um, just that weird thing on the instrumental. So that's, that's all. I don't know what it was. We're not listening to it right now. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, the intro sounded like somebody got 
Reverend Jenkins from the Ebenezer Baptist Kojic Memorial House of Grace Resurrected Jesus Church Worldwide Incorporated Sanctuary. You know, just open the door and let him have it. And he was singing his heart out, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it reminded me of my uh, of my grandma. Anybody who hear that is gonna be reminded uh, of their grandparents on, on a Sunday morning singing old, old hymns, especially, you know what I'm saying, uh, in, in black church, the Negro spiritual. Um, the song had that Southern Baptist feel. I could hear sounds of tambourines and old usher ladies telling you spit your gum out. You know what I mean? In the background, in my mind, uh, the verses was cool. I love the transparency that Merge put in the hook. Off of the hook probably was the thing that I probably had the most uh, most issues with because it sounded too much like a too short hook. To me, I was, every time I heard it, I thought like too short was. You know I mean, was about to jump on the record. I mean, so. I mean, that was it. I, I enjoy um, the artistry of it, the transparency of it, uh, the, the, the Southern Baptist curve that it took to build it up. Um, and um, I think it was a straight record. Let's hit him with the thoughts on Hallelujah. Yeah, I feel like uh, at Hallelujah, they finally hit their stride five tracks in. Um, the whole the whole album up to this point, like con- conceptually, it seems to point to the distractions around us. Like everything, mm-hmm. you could pull like that concept out of each of these things, and so they're kind of hitting that. Um, I really like the line, "If I can't lead you, then I don't need you." Um, and I've always liked Chris Calico, and so his voice on that hook is just it's crazy. I I really really like this. I think I playlisted this track too. This, this is really good. Laid back. Really, really solid. I thought that was Kenton Jones on the hook first before I had looked. I was like, Curl, snap, Chris, gotta go back and doing some CHA. That's what's up, bro. Um, this was another record that I felt like uh, was crafted sonically to reflect the Black church experience, especially with the B3 style organ, like in, in the beat, like that heavy old school organ. Uh, it does a job to create a place of honesty and vulnerability. Murder um, storytelling was always superb. D opened up about the issues he has run into while trying to date. Um, they both are dropping gems. Like D1, whole second verse need to be heard once a week by two brothers and sisters out there, Christian mingling so they can stop the tingling. <laughs> and they, I ain't gonna stop, I'm gonna let it stop. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal song. Um, if, if anything, you know what I'm saying? Like when D said, you're caught up in a, in a physical attraction, A, B, C, D, she a beautiful, curvy distraction. Yeah, and actually the, the interview that I did with them uh, prior to us filming this episode, D1 actually kind of breaks down a little bit of the song and, and even talks about the ABC line. So uh, everyone, no. watching, everyone watching this, be on the lookout for part two of an interview that I did with D1 and Merz and, and they break it down in there. The next track is Tough Questions, which is a deeply personal track for, for both artists. Yeah, I thought this was, this was a really cool concept. So like you've heard rappers do this before, especially in CHH, they try to debunk all the questions that outsiders would ask. Um, you know, like Gospel Gangsters, they ha- had a song called Questions and Solos, just like ripping off all these questions. Um, but it's really cool because like Murs is kind of this outsider. Like while he would call himself a follower of Jesus, he he still has all these questions that, and he's he's coming at it just from a different perspective, a different background, you know. And so I really appreciated that. Um, it's it's really hard for me though, as an insider, I guess if that's the language I'm going to use, as an insider to to come to a, a track like this and like not just 
feel like every answer is going to be predictable. And so like, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, well, I guess this would be really dope if I was someone that didn't know these answers. And so, but I really, so then when we get to D's verse, it's actually different than anything I, I any way that I would have answered. And it was really fresh to me. So I, I really appreciated that. And so like he talks about pride, put, in, put aside your pride and ego and selfishness. And I thought, um, I thought that was really cool. Like, I think the way that he ended, uh, he ended his rhymes, I thought those were kind of predictable. He says, I hope to see you in heaven so we can shine together. I'm wishing you the best, but more than anything, I wish upon you the peace that only Jesus can bring. Like, okay, so that's a, that's a dope rhyme, but for some reason, like, I, I was, like, ready for him to say something like that towards the end. And so I just wish he would have landed differently with the whole concept. Tough Questions is exactly what this record was. Um, I, I kind of feel like you. I applaud Merz for his honesty um, on his record. I think that both believers and non-believers sometimes both wrestle with some of the questions that he tossed out there. Oh, yeah, 100%. That suffered um, a miscarriage in the past. What I kind of put in the note was, was kind of unexpected for me listening to KB's album uh, and then hearing a heavily CCM style album, then listening to this album, which is heavy in the traditional gospel theme, with both mentioning dealing with the aftermath of losing a child. You know what I'm saying? It was like that this isn't something that um that that everybody is is um looking for that that everybody is immune to that suffering their heartache and loss and how they both deal with it was, was both different. Um, D1 came back with some solid answers to a few of the questions. Addressing out the gate, the success of crack rappers over to promote positivity. I think the, the way he answered that was something that can be applied to everybody in CH, anybody doing Christian, cause they like, you know, blaming God for crack rappers climbing the chart, blaming other fans who buy go examine their heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, man, I do this. For the Lord, I'm at the church. Y'all should come support me. Why they, they, the evil is not. It's not the artist's fault, like Cardi B said. It's not, Rhapsody is, is doper, you know what I'm saying? Jackie Hill Perry is doper, but people would rather support this, you know what I'm saying? So examine the hearts of people who bind it, not the artists. Um, only thing that kind of bothered me was in between the verses, like um, I know there wasn't a hook, but that conversation response part they went through was kind of random, like the answers didn't even bounce over one another, like the okay. yeah, uh -huh. so it wasn't like even placed or lined up to sound conversational, like there was an exchange leading up to these answers. It just sounded like random phrases and words thrown together um, instead. All right, another deeply personal track because of the the content on it was "Show Her." So, what do you guys got for that? Yeah, I really appreciated their honesty in this track. So. Like, just like all these other songs, the bars are really nice. Like, they got good rhyme schemes. Everything's happening here is, like, perfect, like, formula for good hip-hop. I just feel like at this point in the album, though, like, every in instrumental is really similar. So, like, at this point in the album, I'm starting to notice. I'm like, wait, I thought I heard that already. So, there wasn't very much variety to the music here for me. And so, that's, that's kind of, I started... I call this like I fall into a slump when I'm listening to the albums. This is where I, like I started getting slump, finding a slump here. It's like you know, like a hitter. If they're in a slump, then just nothing's hitting for you all of a sudden, you know. And so, that's I I fell into a slump here a little bit too because I wasn't really um, I appreciated what they were trying to do with the hook. I didn't really feel like the hook fit 
Um, and yeah, so the hook just kind of tanked the song. Even though those verses are really nice, the bars, the honesty, how, how candid they are on the mic, this is really great. I just felt like just as a complete song, it was just just okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good record. Um, I like the way Merv laid out the story of him finding his boot thing, you know what I mean? And then D1 um, exposing the broken relationship he had with his sister was really heavy and unexpected following Merv's verse, you know what I mean? Um, like you said, the transparency uh, was something that struck me right in the heart. I think sometimes a lot of us, we take for granted the relationships that we do have with family, you know what I'm saying? And um, there's a lot of people who don't have that same kind of relationship and it kind of reminds you to value those relationships and also stirs the hearts for people to reach out to somebody, you know what I'm saying, who may, who may not may not talk to, you know, for years. So I think this verse um, had, had a greater purpose than just be sharing his heart, but um, hopefully it will motivate uh, those who may be broken to mend those type of relationships. You know, our guy is a, a restorer. He's a healer, not only of the body, but of relationships as well, of lives and hearts. Um, and, you know, in a record like this, you know, it's something that can most definitely be used to do so, regardless whether you're a believer or not. What are your thoughts on the track, Get Blue? Bro, I didn't know what the record was going to be about. I mean, when they were like, Get Blue, I was like, are you talking about Jet Blue? You sell some blue, you got dandruff. I ain't know which way the blues clues. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it was like, so the sample came in, you know, um, she's really, I wonder, uh, it's, it was really, really, really soulful. Um, these brothers out here made a song about the struggle of fighting sexual temptations and the depression that comes along with it and losing the battle in one swoop. I did the message because it was something that many struggle with. I felt the concept was cool. I wish that there was an actual hook on this joint. I think that that would have made it like more and more like Richard. They had somebody really like soulful, like singing on that joint. Honestly, like, man, I can't say I've ever heard a song like this. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That That's what's cool about like a collaboration like this. This is two artists that don't have to fit inside any box. They can talk about all these taboos that like people don't normally talk about. And so, that was really dope to me. But again, like some some of the songs earlier, I'm probably not gonna go bumping this one, you know, like the top down or something, you know. <laughs> but uh I thought it was a really solid track. Yeah, I wish there was a hook on this one. Um yeah. but everything, every sonically, lyrically, everything was dope. So I mean, it's just yeah, the concept was just uh just out of the box. I mean, yeah, nothing like it. Yeah. And it, it, it had a it had a good bounce too, bro. That was the thing, like the, the way that the sample was. I'm I'm sorry, just thinking like artistically, it had a, yep. it had a really good bounce in there, a, a pocket where they the, the melody. I'm I'm in my head when I was listening. I was like, ah oh, man, this. It, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, um, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but it was it was still it was still a, a dope record. You know what I'm saying? It's still a, a dope record. And every everything, this is like a buffet. You gonna get something that you like regardless of what record that you're in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Definitely one. You know what I mean? Because they put in that hard work, which takes us to the next record, right, Justin? Hard work. Hard work, which is the which is the actual final track of the record. Thank you for the segue, Mr. Cutright. What's really cool here here towards the end of the album, I'm like just trying to like digest everything as it comes. Um, and just like normal, like even though I've listened to this album a couple times now, uh, this was just a one take hit, so I didn't like hit pause, rewind anything. 
Um, I I really appreciated D One's style throughout the whole album. Like he has this ability for like what he what he says to just feel like really raw and just off the top of his head, but also just genuine and just who he is. And so I really I really dig that. Just as like man, it's just so raw and fresh. Like it's almost like he's freestyling about this, but it's really dope. So like him saying reality will sting you like a bumblebee, like the way that that fit into what he was saying around that that wouldn't work and just on its own but like in this context i'm like it just works perfectly so it's really dope how you can be a mc that can say something like that and make it sound dope that's all that's a long way to say that but uh i really like i really like this this uh this track just goes really hard i really like this This is a great way to end the album you always want to end on a high note leave someone with something to think about you know and so this was really dope Word, word. I think that um, that it was encouraging to hear, um, especially from Murray's perspective, being a West Coast legend. You know what I mean? Um, that he was uh, just talking about his his him navigating uh, the space uh, without having a machine backing you, working putting in them ten thousand hours. Uh, that, you know what I'm saying? People, a lot of people are willing to to put in. You know what I'm saying? To to make sure that they're successful to stay consistent. Murray was dropping a treasure chest. Worth of gems. I saw some diamonds, some doubloons, a pirate was over here. I mean, where everywhere on the verse. I also um, loved the way how D1 opened up um, about his fears of signing with a label. You know what I mean? Due to mistreatment and shitty dealings in the past. You know, I feel like Trial Call Quest said it best industry rule 4080. Industry people are shady. Yeah, and, but it's like it said that the honesty, that encouragement, it was something. It almost felt like it was like a, a, a give back to say, hey, you know, you guys that are listening, that are other artists that are upcoming, you guys that are trying to work hard to press towards your dream, know said that it's, it's going to take hard work. Success is on the other side of the sweat equity that you got to deposit in. Yeah. Some of the stories of the hard work that we put in to make this happen. And the final track is the Free Mac outro, which I'll talk on this a little bit. I think it's really fresh and dope to see two artists actually freestyling on a track. And not only are they freestyling, they're, they're doing it well and they're passing it back and forth in a playful manner. And I did, I referenced that other interview I did with them before. And like, that was legitimate. Like it wasn't staged. They didn't think about what they were doing. It was just an actual like playful back and forth response, which was really dope to, to hear that. And you have records in, in hip hop, I'm thinking of uh, Gavi's Heathens, where he has that last track where he's in the studio talking to everybody who's in the studio with him and kind of talking about how the album came together. And um, so many artists have done this, where that final track, they're just they're just shouting people out and, and talking seemingly forever. J. Cole does it. Uh, but this was like a new take on it. Like they actually wrapped yeah, their yeah. outro and kind of what was happening in making the project. So I thought that was a really dope thing to do and that that you add that added a little bit of a unique layer over your signature let's talk on the outro track it started out like where they're just having a little banter you know find we find out that Murs broke his ankle playing basketball with d1 and like and then they start rapping like i thought that was really dope and also like a note i had here is like i swear every d1 project i've heard he says something about free max and so um I think that's, yeah, it's just, it's a thing, you know, like that's, 
uh, Mac the Legend, you know, from uh, No Limit. He's uh, he's in jail, and um, a lot of people, you know, uh, think he might be there. Uh, what's what's the word? He's innocent, and so um, there's like this movement to try to try to free Mac and get him out of jail. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that is. I, I think D actually has a might have a relationship with Mac, but uh, it's cool to see that he stays on that that that, that charge to. Um, this is a way to shout out Mac. You know, uh, having fun and being themselves. The freestyle, hilarious, especially Murr's impression of New Orleans rappers, how they sound like pastors. Oh, Southern pastors when they going on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Southern preachers. Bro, I was rolling, bro, because that's how most juvenile, BG, Lil Wayne, you go down, all of them, even D1. Sound like when the when the Southern Baptist preachers start to do ah, do this, ha, ha. they just don't do that. They just, you know what I'm saying? That thing was hilarious. <laughs> also, it's dope to hear the story of how the brothers linked up, how the relationship had grown. Um, I did not know that D1 did not know what a Prius was. It's a it's a Prius, bro. It's you know, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just blessed to see a Prius, electrical. That's a gas car, you know what I'm saying? A little toy box, a Prius. Man, so it was just a lot, you know? And find out Murds ain't got no skills on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? Like how we are on this thing, having a conversation, that's how the outro was. Them being silly, them being themselves, going in over a beat. Um, it was wonderful to end the album just to show, you know, the unity, the fluidity. Um, the synchronicity and other entity lines, you know what I'm saying, in there. Also, on this album, bro, one thing that you cannot say if you did not know, D1 is an MC. There's a difference between a rapper and an MC, and D1 is an MC, bro. 100%. 100%. You know 100%. Yeah. I mean, on this album, he didn't need to super track how 808s, whatever, to carry him. He let his lyricism and his energy speak no matter what the record was. He has and out bars, stories, you know I mean, and stood toe to toe, and did not get left behind by a legend like Murs. So right. he stood his ground, and that's was, was an awesome project, bro. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing too, when you do a collab, like you have to make sure you don't get outshined by the person you're collabing with. Right. So both of them bring out the best each other in that competitive spirit. Okay, so everybody watching, that was the pen portion of He's the Christian, I'm the rapper. Now we are going to add D1 and MERS to the mix to play some games and then break down the 101 with them. So here's the fade. Today we have very, very special guests because we have two guests. We have an indie hip hop legend in MERS. Say what up, MERS. What up though? And we have the New Orleans born, Mr. Mogul himself upcoming legend d1 wow what it do <laughs> and they just dropped their joint project he's the christian i'm the rapper so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump into this thing uh if you've been watching so far we just reviewed their project we we let you know our honest thoughts about it we we gave it the critique now we're gonna ask them some questions about it but before we do that actually we're going to play some hip-hop related games so this would be the game portion of Pen Game 101. The pen is us talking about the project. The game is playing the game, and the 101 is them taking us to school about the project. D1, you could appreciate that as a former teacher, I'd imagine. 
Most yeah. definitely, bro. I'm, I'm just waiting to see what kind of game this is, man. But right now, I'm feeling the the the, the academic undertones of this show that I've agreed to be on. <laughs> it ain't the dope game, bro. It's not what you're used to. Not the nine four dope game, bro. This is, hey. this is ho- holy hip hop games, bro. Hey, man, no dry snitching, partner. <laughs> the first game is called Build a Bar. Each of you guys is going to get two words thrown to you, or one word thrown to you by Cut Right. You have to rap this word in a freestyle. You have to use it within two lines. And then at the end of that, the next one of you is going to go for another two bars. And we're going to go back and forth till we do uh, till we do an eight-bar verse. So We're going to take you to school, bro. All right, so Dio, you're going to go first. Merge, you're going to go second, you know. You know, you're going to go, you know, from light to dark. You know, we're going to get it in. That's how we go. So the first word, Dio word, is Baconator. You started off. When you finish, I'm going to throw the next word. The MERS, the MERS, when you get it in, I'm gonna throw it back at D1. We're gonna get it in. You know what I mean? Aye. Alright, so the first word, baconator. Aye. Uno got them hot balls. You know I'm known to bake a hater. You'll never catch me at Wendy's eating on a wag baconator. Uh, humidifier. When I got some wet clothes, I put them in the dryer. My kid got asthma, so we use a humidifier. Prius. Man, I'm from New Orleans. Don't talk to me about no Prius. Old school NBA fan. Shout out to Reggie Theus. Alfredo Sauce. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I always put ketchup in my Alfredo Sauce. You're nothing but an employee. You can't say nothing to a boss. Boss. I think a platypus got about eight legs. Um. And if it don't, then I've been drunk for eight days. <laughs> oh, no. yo, uh, yo, PlayStation 5. Oh, wow. Yeah, my kids want me to buy a PlayStation, so PlayStation 5. But when I buy it, my bank account ain't going to survive. <laughs> Mandalorian. This boy giving me seven syllable words like Mandalorian. But it's all good. Cause I be riding in that DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo alright, all right, last one, yo. John Cena, sir. John Cena. Oh man. I can't hold on. Can I say <laughs> that? Can I say? Never mind. No, 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 don't do it. Okay, okay. Oh man. Aquafina. Aquafina. I got a calm demeanor. You can't see me like John Cena. Hey, congratulations, oh sir. You guys have graduated, built the bar, you know what I mean? Welcome. That was that was difficult, man. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Well, y'all up at hey. the East, y'all from the East. Man, I'm sweating, you hear me? I'm you know sweating I mean? and everything on the hill, boy. Well, see, well, that's why we had to take you to school, because you got your degree. You know what I'm saying? That's what we had to this is the trivia game. Okay. We're going to see how much each of you know about each other's state. So, Luke, take it yep. away. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, first off, D, uh, can you name the members of West Side Connection? West Side Connection. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, man. Where, like, where you better not get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, West Side Connection. Mac 10. Um, yep. All right. <laughs> um, oh, hold on. Mac 10. Uh, hold on, man. What's up? What's up? Um, let's see. Mac 10. Um, uh, uh, what's the daddy name? Oh, boy. Um, Glasses Malone. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want you want one more try? There's there's two more members. I bet. Uh legendary, bro. Legendary? Oh, Ice Cube. There we go. Yep. I, I mean I knew that one already. I was saying okay. that till last. But okay. Ice Cube, Mac 10, and who's the third one? Um, it's oh man. Dang. Um he's showing you the Who's showing me? Merge. Man, give me Merge that. Was, yeah. He was doing, he was showing you what it was though. Give me a hint, cuz. <laughs> All right. Um, 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 um uh, definitely a rappers. gang member. Um, let's see. Uh um Tupac. Nah. <laughs> All right, so it was the answer was Mac 10, Ice Cube, and Dub C. Dub C, bro. Dub oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was just playing. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that uh, in a million years. Shout out to yeah. Dub C though, but I, but you know, yeah. All right. All right. All right. X Murr is a hard one, man, because that wasn't like NWA oh, yeah. or something like right. that. Westside Connection yeah, yeah. went double platinum, bro. Yeah, bro, it been. didn't go. Hey, X. How many albums is sold in Louisiana? Yeah. <laughs> <You're laughs> they got Mac Ten signed to Cash Money, bro. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Okay. That's, all right. All right. The second question. Murs, can you name the three most famous food dishes in New Orleans? I'm gonna go gumbalaya, junk gumbalaya, jambalaya. Time out, time out, time out, yo, time out. It disqualified, boy. Gumbo, gumbalaya, etouffee. All right, according according to the whatever this is based off of, uh, it's crawfish. gumbo, crawfish, and po' boys. Oh, Pole Boy. I forgot about Pole Boys. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, definitely. You got to put Pole Boys in there. Um, And somebody stop the presses. We got a new word, y'all. Gumbalaya. You heard <laughs> Gumbalaya, bro. Put it in a rhyme. Put it in a rhyme. Right. <laughs> Gumbalaya. You um, can have that one, D. Believe it. <laughs> all right. All right. Third question. Uh, D, what four NBA teams are in California? Come on, man. Now y'all talking to a dude that almost went to the NBA, man. What you mean? What you mean by almost, bro? Ask almost them, ask, like you dreamed about it? Ask them dudes in Amsterdam about me, Murs. <laughs> bro, first play, play the game, playing basketball with you, I broke my ankle, bro. I gave this man the assist of a lifetime, y'all. A no-look pass overseas. It, it counts for more when you're in Europe doing it. I gave that man a no-look pass under the basket. He caught it. Made the basket and broke his ankle. Broke so for the rest ankle. of our tour, he was on crutches. But anyway, back to the question. Um, the Sacramento Kings, the LA Clippers, the soon-to-be world champion Los Angeles Lakers, you heard me? Yeah. And yeah. the Damn. Sorry. Oops. Hold on. Hold on. This will hurt. This will hurt. This will go hurt you, bro. This is gonna hurt you. Wait. Y'all say four? This is gonna hurt you, bro. This is gonna hurt you. 
Oh, the Golden State Warriors. I'm tripping. Hey, bro, Steph ain't returning your call ever again. That's your man's and everything. Nah. My boy wore your shirt at the press conference and all that, bro. Shout out to my brother, Steph Curry. Nah, wow. no Play you, dog. Yeah. Nah, all Riley ain't right. Riley going to tell him to cancel you, bro. Nah, man. I was, I was, I was thinking city names and Golden State. It threw me off. But yeah, of course. All right. All right, Murs. Who were the five artists who rapped on Make Him Say Uh? Uh, Silk. Yep. Mr. Cool. Yep. Master P. Yep. Fiend. Yep. Who was the last one? Um, dang. That's a hard one. I don't know that. Wait, hold on. Fiend, Mystical, Master P, Silk the Shocker. Was Mia X on it? Yeah. Yeah, cool. You go. That's it. You got yep. it. You guys are tied up. There we go. All right. Uh, D, what? Are we competing? Oh, I'm about to cut up, man. I didn't know we were competing. Let's go, man. All right, what restaurant famously sells waffles and chicken in Cali? Roscoe's, man. Roscoe's. <laughs> Cut up. Right, Let's go. There we go. All right. All right, last question. Here we go. Murs. Roughly how long is Mardi Gras and what is the final biggest day called? Uh, I don't know how long it is. Is it I know Fat Tuesday. Yep. Um D1 don't never let me go to Mardi Gras, man, because he said that um that's too worldly and secular. So I, you know, <laughs> he always hate on it, man. He said it involves too much, you know, devil and all a whole bunch of stuff, man. So he prevented me from celebrating. Um, he don't drink, so we couldn't get no grenades or, or hurricanes or whatever. <laughs> so this kind of his fault that I can't answer how long it is, because it was zero days for me, because he wouldn't let me participate. Oh. But yeah, I well, it five days. I got I got two weeks right here. Yeah. Two weeks. Okay. All right. And the champ is <clears throat> you too weak, man. That's why you didn't celebrate for two weeks because you too weak. <laughs> so the last game is the run it back game. And we're gonna dive into some old lyrics of both of you. And you have to try to finish the verse that I start saying to you. Again with a Murs verse. And then D, I feel like you're D. I feel like this is gonna be good for you, Mers. I, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Just left the interstate a couple minutes late. Light skinned chick. I'm supposed to meet for a dinner date. I'll give you another line. But look, she can wait. I'm feeling me time. Police roll by. I threw the peace sign. Bro, you give him the whole verse, bro. There's still there's still like six lines left. Do you, can Wait, you finish it? Then you're supposed to finish it. No, you're you. supposed no, to finish you. it because you allegedly wrote it unless you had a ghostwriter. No, you're supposed to finish it. You don't listen to the rules, light skin. No, no, no. You're supposed to finish it, Murs. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to finish it? Yeah, yeah, you finish it. yeah that's, 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 your, that's your verse, your verse Oh, I thought we were finishing each other's verse. <laughs> oh, man, that's okay. Riding all by myself. Rap the verse. <laughs> This is the interstate a couple minutes late. Light skinned chickens won't take it the end of the day, but she can wait. I'm feeling the peace sign. Police prove I throw the peace sign. 
I don't know the rest. <laughs> you just said the part I said. You just said I don't laugh for nothing. Knows it. That was great. Can okay. you D? Can you finish it? Do you know it? Light skinned chick. I'm posing me for a dinner date. Just left the interstate. I hit the peace sign. Sign, 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 sign with the leaf line. And I, uh, 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 then I'm, uh, uh, uh. I'm feeling that good. No worries, bro. The light turned green. I don't worry, though. Just got the car washed. I'm feeling top-notch. Mine simmering yeah. with schemes like a crock pot. Crock pot. I, I, yeah, yeah, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a really memorable verse if you get my drift. So, you know, it's kind of hard for me to... For me either, bro, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It was that, your, that was your first collab, right? Yeah, I, I actually called him after he sent me that verse. I, I No lie. I called him after he sent me that verse. Didn't even know him at the time. Um, and I was like, hey, bro, I'm not really feeling this verse, man. <laughs> Can you send me another one? And we had an awkward, like, five-second pause on the phone. And then I bust out laughing. I said, bro, I'm just joking, man. Thank you so much for this, man. I'm truly grateful uh, forever. So, yeah, that's how, that's how our friendship started, on a lighthearted note. He did a that's verse for me. And, so uh, you just straight up lied to him then? I lied to him. Um, man, sinning oh. from the beat. This guy's been sinning ever since I met him, bro. Sinning from, from the beginning. beginning. Right. <laughs> All right, ready? So, D. Yeah, I rap a lot. Music stay around me. Got bars everywhere, just like Burger Street. Finish up. I rap a lot. Bars stay around me. Just uh, bars everywhere, just like Bourbon Street. And, uh, Ma told me, go ahead, switch the style up. If they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. My natural high is riding by myself, and I'm always strapped, so I got my seatbelt. Hey, hey, how many more you want, man? That was good. That was, that was good it. enough. That, that was, was good, good bro. I had, I got this. I ain't need no help. I'm always all good when I'm riding by myself. That was, that was the rest of it I got. Yeah. Man, D, D1, killing the games right now. Man, it must be nice to have only seven albums. <laughs> hey man, just cause I didn't start rapping when uh when cassette tapes were a thing, bro. You can't get mad at me, bro. For real. Hey, bro. I came out in the mixtape era, so I got way more than seven projects, but a lot of them on that piff and and live mixtapes. But they'll be on streaming soon. Don't trip. I really got about twenty projects, dog. <laughs> All right, we, we we can move on now. All right, guys, was it was it fun? Was it entertaining? I like yeah, it. That was fun, man. Okay, cool. Okay, okay, good. So here is the 101 part. You guys are going to take us to school. We're going to ask you some questions. We're going to start with Luke and then cut right. Just take over right when Luke's done. Cool. I just really thought, like, with this album, uh, it was really dope hearing how each of you, like, step into each other's world a little bit. Uh, maybe you, if you, if there's anything to that, like maybe share like a little bit what that's like, like Merz, you're talking about, you know, you're, you're coming to this with like a, you're stepping into the Christian world kind of a little bit and just talk about what that might've been like for you. And then D like what that's like for you to share like a platform with him, you know, man. Um, I think it's, um, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't think it was forced to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a spiritually rooted person. So it was, it was it was cool. Um, you know, I reference things on all my albums about God, uh, but to know that the audience may receive me, and people who share the same beliefs may be hearing it, I think that was exciting for me. Um, something I look forward to releasing this album, doing interviews on this platform, um, to be added back to certain playlists. 
<laughs> people now because they know that um I love the Lord is is a good thing. But um yeah, to make music that I feel um would empower people that I don't usually get a chance to speak light to. I was I was honored to do that. And Dee definitely opens that door. His his name and his brand that he's built in that lane and in both lanes, but he definitely has a has a name in that lane, in the Christian hip hop lane. Um he opened up a lane for me to be received um, by you wonderful people. I mean, I've been I've been putting MERS on pretty much my whole career. I've been putting them on my back, you know what I'm saying? And just uh, <laughs> helping, to, helping to just keep them bills paid because, you know, in California, the cost of living is high. So I've been giving him an audience and, you know, trying to look out as much as possible. So this was just another extension of what we've been doing, pretty much him riding my coattails for almost a decade now. So... Tell um, like it is, bro. Say less. Yeah. So, so that's you know that's what was exciting about this for me. But um, I mean, as far as the chemistry, y'all, like our chemistry is built from a genuine friendship. Uh, I think I spoke about this on some other interview that we did. Uh, I took a screenshot of a phone call Murs and I did that was three hours long, and this was um, <clears throat> this was having nothing to do with an album rollout or nothing to do with marketing uh you know marketing plans this was just about life anytime you're friends with another artist who you respect their craft to the fullest to the utmost you know the first time i met this man i ran up to him as a fan i was a middle school teacher from new orleans and i ran up to him as a fan at south by southwest uh and just asked to take a picture and my, i was a little nervous and my partner was like man go go do that he seemed like he cool so to go from there, from me always having respect for him as an artist, but to have that friendship, it, it just makes the chemistry something to where we don't worry about lanes and boxes that people put us in. We laugh at those things because we know that our chemistry as men and as friends is gonna make the music dope, is gonna make the experience fun, and the fans who are meant to receive it and be blessed by it, they will. And the ones who aren't, well, guess what? We're going to keep trying to reach them. So that's why I want to make the music as dope as possible. But the only people who aren't going to feel something that me and Murs do are the people who judge it before they listen to it because of the title or because uh, I hate to bring race into it, but because it's two black men rapping together, you know, um, and, and you got some people that would prefer Murs to rap with, uh, with, 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 white, with white people, just to be honest with you. And those type of things, it's like, it's okay. We all have our preferences and, and our bias uh, that, that may exist. But when you actually just take, strip away all of those things and get to the music, I feel like we always gonna create something. We've toured together. We've done music together. We've done a movie together and we ain't struck out yet. You hear me? I will say this, hold on, sorry, cut right. You're good. I gave, um. I did put him on, um, I talked to Chris Calico last night, who's on our album, who's also um, a Christian man who grew up in the church. A lot of people think things about Tech 9 and in the strange music family, like they're not. Um, but uh, he's very, very, very a man of God. So it's good to have him on the album. And he said, who's the famous R&B, some, I don't, man, I wish I would know the gospel singer, but he had never heard D1. He's like, I probably would have never listened to D1 if you didn't get me on that feature. And he's dope. He got a song with some big time, I don't know, Christian. He's like he's on, with Jonathan Jonathan McReynolds, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he got a song with Jonathan Jonathan McReynolds. Man, how did I not know? You know, he's really, he's like, he's really dope. And it's, you know, it's just sometimes like 
he's kicking in the door for me on his side, and I'm kicking in the door for his side. People are like, oh, he can, he can rap. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I was a huge fan of Little Brother, and I stumbled across uh, the joint projects that you did with Knife, Murders uh, 316, like Dark Skin White Girl, one of, one of my favorite songs. I, I, you know what I'm saying? That you ever did, that joint was very dope and very deep. Um, that always stood out about those projects were that they were both dope and profanity free, um, though a lot of the catalog, of course, is more colorful. Uh, the question I had was, was it easier to get back into that way of writing while doing the record with D, or was it harder because of that? Um, and a follow-up would be like, uh, is it was it harder to talk about your faith in this record due to the fan base being unfamiliar with that side of you? No, no, on both fronts. Um, I, me and Knife did a couple records with no curse words, and then no one noticed and no one cared. Um, so it was like, okay, but I didn't stop it because it was difficult. Um, and I write, like D want to tell you, I write really fast. So it wasn't, it was nothing to um, not curse in, in the song. You know, it's hard for me not to curse when I'm freestyling or when I'm having a conversation, but when writing, I could turn it off and on. And um, yeah, no, I, it was, um, where I'm at in my life, it was very easy to write from a spiritual fan base, from a spiritual place and my fan base. Um, the last, the first album, last album I did, The Strange Journey to Unimaginable, I started talking about God and I ended talking about God. Um, so it was just, it was a natural progression. Um, I just put out Felt Forward with Atmosphere and that's kind of a left one. But as far as me, like what's going on in my life, it was a real natural, um, natural progression. So it was, it wasn't difficult at all. And like he said, I don't even, I don't care what people think. You know what I mean? Um, if, it, it, it bothers me more when people who consider themselves to be um, Christians would would not receive the message. That was, I was more worried about that. Like, are they going to, you know, give me a shot? But um, my people, if they listen, they don't. If they don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that like? Because um, obviously there's like a there's a certain audience that would listen to a record like this, you know? And so uh, maybe both of you guys could share a little bit about this, but um, who is it that you would hope to listen to it or what was like, I mean, obviously this is fruit of your relationship, just you guys being friends, obviously, but you know that when you create a record like this, there's going to be certain people that listen to it. What was, what would you hope comes from this, from this record? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, just to be transparent, this is the first time I ever done a uh, a collab album. So my goal was for us to both bring our fan bases to the table. You heard me? That's we cool, both, yeah. We both touring artists. Um, I think there's a little bit of overlap with our fan bases, but for the most part, um, they, you know, he's a he is a heavy West Coast artist. Like people think West Coast, they think Merz, you think New Orleans, you think D1. Uh I was looking forward to, you know, all that coming together and I mean, we both we both have been like mainstays for at this point in 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 just hip hop period. Like Murray says, uh, I've been blessed enough to be on, you know, to be exposed to both sides of uh, what they would call hip hop. I guess secular and faith based, as far as right. people being familiar with me. So that's cool because I always sought to um, I always sought to be a dude that like I would be. Like I'll be in the clubs, man, and I'm like I'm what performing. You doing in the clubs, bro? Huh? What you doing in the clubs? 
bro, I'm in, I'm in the clubs talking about God and rapping about, you know, God by my side so no man can harm me. This is the story of a one-man army right before Juicy J. You know, and I'm opening up right before Juicy J come out yeah. there and, and, and rap. And, you know, I, and I, that's in Orange County, California. I'm, I'm on tour with Young Dro, you know what I mean? Talking about shoulder lean and talking about, uh, you know, whatever Dro be talking about. Shout out to Dro. Uh, but I'm the same dude I am on this album with MERS. I'll be that same dude, but in those environments. And God didn't yeah. call everybody to be able to do that. But it's a reflection of how I grew up down here. Like, you know, I grew up in a war zone. I grew up in the Goose. That's a part of the Night Ward, east side of New Orleans. And I've never partaken in those activities, but it's just, it was always all around me. So because of that, it just made it to where whatever I bring to the table, it's like the word we used before, gumbalaya. You know what I mean? Like my fan base feels like some gumbalaya because it's just, it's some people that's super Christianed out. It's some people that's just like, yo, I'm just a person trying to figure it out, but I just know I need some positivity in my life when I turn on that radio. You know what I'm saying? And D1 provides that. Turn on whatever you want, because when you get D1 on there, it's going to be the same thing every time. It's going to be a brother trying to be real, righteous, and relevant. So I wanted to I wanted to bring those. No, these three. No, these three. No. You're disrespectful, bro. I ain't feeling that. All right. I see you. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's hey, to, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Hey, to uh, answer y'all question, bro, like, that, that was my goal as far as to both bring whoever's rocking with us to the table um and, and to and to to throw people off a little bit too man because i think that i think people come to expect certain collab projects from artists so it's like oh okay that makes sense that makes sense i don't think people thought that this made sense but what they are seeing is that it made amazing music even if it didn't make sense it made amazing music so but Luke, my my goal was to get, I knew my fans weren't gonna mess with it at all because the word Christian in it. And because I'm rapping with another black person, they don't like that. But I don't say some of them don't like, I hate to, there's a lot of them that do, some of them don't. But my goal is to, was to get some fans somewhere between Reconcile and Toby and Weegway. I think that's where we fit. Okay. We're kind of lyrical, but we're kind of fun. Like D1 brings that energy, but he's still lyrical. You know, I bring the traditional boom bap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those fans that are looking for somewhere in between that, because those are two, I don't know if they like to be called Christian rappers or faith-based rappers. I don't want to offend nobody. Um, but for me, two Christian rappers that I admire and I listen to their stuff. You know what I mean? Along with D1. But I think we fit somewhere in there. Um, and I, I know I look like propaganda, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think it sounds like a prop record. So for this project, you guys worked with a single producer, Curtis King. He provided a unique soulful sound experience. So how did you guys kind of, with him, sort through that production and, and kind of pick and choose what you wanted? I like every beat. I like every beat that dude sent, man. Every single beat he sent, I was like, bet, let's go. Like, this, this wasn't a matter of him sending us 15 or 20 or 25 beats and us picking uh 10. This was every beat he played. It was like, all right, what we finna rap about to this? I, I just, I love that zone of the soulful boom bap uh, production style. I don't feel like I get enough of that, me being from the South. You know, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's like a, a stereotype of what we're supposed to rap over. And when you think about performing, you're always thinking about up-tempo joints 
that that knock that you can come out and, and and rock a show to. But with this, it was more or less like, what are songs that we can provide a dope um story on top of? So every beat that boy played, I was just like, cue it up. Yeah, he um we made a conscious effort because with D1 we could have went a lot of ways. Um, and for me, like we know a lot of producers, but um I wanted to give my fans a chance so they couldn't say it was too different. Cause if it's if it's Christian, if it's faith-based and it's over something that sounds trappy or southern, they're not gonna be with it. But me and Curtis King have been messing with each other for a long time. And thanks to Tracklib, if you're not if you're a producer, check out Tracklib because we were able to use sample based and clear the samples and give the artists that we sampled their just due and equity in the project. Um, that's dope, that's cool. Had tons of stuff to choose from. So everything Curtis did, he had a relationship with um, Tracklib. So all the samples were clear. And so my fans, I'm like, that's why I, I can challenge my fans. Like, what's wrong with it? You know what I mean? It's just, it just it's faith-based. You guys hate God that much where it's not that different. It's a boom bap album. Curtis King is an independent rap staple. He's a producer on a high level, he's a high level producer. Why don't y'all mess with it? And so I knew we went consciously into that. And, and thank God D continued to like the beats. And it was never, you know, and for how great was the one time I gave Curtis a sample because it's based on a song that my grandfather sings all the time in church. And um, I wanted, so I went and found the sample for how, how great and I sent it to him. He freaked it. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably my favorite track on, this, on the album actually. Yeah. Wasn't that your grandfather that was yes, singing? Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, right, that's, that's that's I knew great. It was somebody, grandpa, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, fresh out of church. Me and D one went to church with him that morning, and then he um came to the studio and sang the song for us. Yeah, ninety two wow. years old. Uh, Murs. So I've been listening to you just like Cut Right. I've been listening to you for a while. Um, I actually listened to uh your Felt albums, and so you just put out Felt, and uh, so you drop you drop these projects, collabing with other artists, like in back to back months. So obviously you like to collaborate with other artists. What's the most What's the most exciting part about that for you? Learning. I like to try to learn from everyone. What I can learn from D. Um, collaborating with Curtis King. He's a friend of mine. I love having you know getting to work with him and spend time with him. I'm same thing with D. He's a friend. So spending time with my friend. I don't. I'm a workaholic, so I don't really talk to. I don't have friends unless we're working. So um, it gives me time to talk to you know other people. If not, I'll just be in the house writing by myself. Right. Um, so it's exciting to get a chance to learn and see how other MCs create and um, shoot, take some work off the plate because I don't have to always come up with the hook or I can come right. up with hooks like something like show her on our album. Yeah. Um, baby girl, like he started, he started doing and I can help give him words, but I can't sing. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I'm, not, I'm not sultry and sexy and Southern, so I can, but I could throw him words like say this, you know what I mean? Right. The it's crown. like an iron sharpens iron thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yo. So check it out, yo. No pictures of Jesus, bruh. First single from the project. First track on the album. Y'all kicking the door, waving song 44. Brrr, you know what I mean? All <laughs> killing. Just killing, you know what I mean? All of the, all of the, you know what I mean? The, the, the mysticism and the, the myths and all that. It's such a powerful statement to kick off uh, the rest of the project. Why was it important to you guys to address the white Jesus controversy out the door? And why y'all think it matters or why it doesn't matter so much? Bro, it was, it, man, it was so important to have to address this controversy about what color Jesus was because that factor alone is preventing so many people from coming to Christ. 
And that is heartbreaking. Um, it's also heartbreaking how in the year 2020, people are still trying to, you know, use the narrative that Jesus was a white man with blind hair and blue eyes as a, you know, as a form of putting a knee uh, in colored folks' neck, you feel me? Um, and I, I just felt like there had to be a time where this could be addressed in song format in a way that felt constructive. So hopefully someone who has been pushing this narrative uh, for years could listen to this song and be like, dang, that's true. Um, I need to be following Jesus for his character, not his color, so that, so that even they wouldn't feel like they're not welcome in the Christian faith. It's just like, yo, even if you've been out here pushing these lies, like you still welcome to be a Christian for sure. And there's still a place for you in heaven, but we need you to just stop, uh, you know, pushing this false narrative and the tone of how the song came about and, and the tone of how the topic got addressed was everything for me. Um, uh, I try to, I always try to have this, 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 this equal balance of addressing difficult topics, but being lighthearted enough, but direct enough to where it's like, you get the point that I'm trying to make, but you also don't feel like it's straight wall. You hear me? And I felt like we addressed it properly on that song, which, which, which was important. I don't ever try to do songs that I feel like another artist has already done this the way I would want to do it. And I hadn't heard anyone in hip hop um, address the color of Jesus in a song in the way we did. So that's why I was excited to do it. Something that just hit me is like, not that Jesus is David Blaine, but people will look at like David, the color, no one ever, I don't know what nationality David Blaine is. I just think what he does is amazing. You know what I mean? Jesus performed miracle, David Blaine does magic tricks, but you know, on a thousand time level, like if I'm telling you a story about, hey, this man turned water into wine, you go, hey, was he white or black? You know what I mean? He's just like, he did what? Hey, this man died for our sins and absolved us of all our sins, and now we get to go to heaven. Wait, what color was he first? Like, this doesn't make no sense, you know? Um, D, you talk about the broken relationship you and your sister have on over the years on Show Her and Mirrors, you spoke about the pain of losing a child on Tough Questions. So the level of vulnerability, transparency you both put on display throughout the project is, is incredible. So was this kind of an intentional thought or you know, just as, as writers and rappers, it kind of just flowed out and came out that way? Uh, we're both very um, straightforward rappers, you know? D1 is a little more veiled. There's things D1 hasn't talked to me about in his life. I'm kind of like an open book. I tell all my business. So when he did that verse for show her, I was like, okay, that, uh, what? Like, you know what I mean? To this day, I, st I just still don't know the whole story. You know what I mean? But um, he really, um, he, I think he, to me, as being his friend, I think he opens up more in his music sometimes than he does to his friends, at least for me, to his rap friend. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's interesting to hear um, Murray say that because if you're a person who doesn't open up a lot, I don't think, at least I can speak for myself, it's not a conscious effort not to open up. So to hear a person that's my friend say that, it's like, dang, it's not even something I'm doing intentionally is not opening up to people. And, um, you know, that that probably comes from uh, being real open with people in the past. And then you feel like, dang, man, like, 
this stuff always get used against you somehow, you know, or, or, or thrown back in your face or, or, you know, used to belittle you and whatnot. So that's probably just a personal thing I need to work on, to be real with y'all. Um, as far as that song and the, the uh, I even hate to use the word broken, I just say the lack of a uh, tight relationship with my sister. Um, I remember when that beat came on and me and Merz, we kind of looked at each other for a second, like, yo, are, are we are we trying to rap about the same thing in our verses? Or, you know, is there a certain topic for this? And I came up with the hook, the, you know, the baby girl, you've been on my mind joint. And at that point, it was just like, bet, rap about what you want to rap about. I'll rap about what I want to rap about. And um, this was early in the recording process. Yeah, you know what? I just remind, remind me. Part of it is because I didn't know what you were going to talk about because I was like, let's not tell each other. Yep, yep. I was like, yep. never. And he wanted, he, D1 was really pushing. That was a friction kind of like, he was pushing him like, let's make sure we're on the same page. I'm like, no, you go what the music tells you to go, where the spirit tells you to go, and that way it's pure. Yep. You know? I don't think Show Her would have came out about his sister if I had told him, like, oh, I'm writing about my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, big facts. That's exactly what happened. He he was like, nah, like, let's not tell each other. Um. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I just, I just wanted to, you know, and you know what it was too. Um, like I said, it's my first time doing a collab project, y'all. So um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get out wrapped, you know, like, like at the end of the day, I didn't want to be with a dude that's sitting here talking about like, yo, my fourth generation ancestor, you know, spoke to me spiritually and da da da, and I'm sitting here rapping about a girl I hollered at at the bus stop, you know, or, or something just super like surface that, that's like, come on, dig, dig deeper than that. So I was like, all right, um, here we go, you know, and, and that's 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 what it really stemmed from. I didn't I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to not carry my weight on this project. And uh, that that particular verse, I knew that if anything else, that was that was me digging deeper than I've dug on that topic throughout my whole rap career so uh it felt good to put that out there and now i have a whole bunch of fans who want to be my therapist and essentially tell me what i need to be doing and i, I need to go and call my sister today and they tweeting me for checkups and like did you call her yet did y'all talk are you when are you going to visit her so i was just like i kind of cringed a little bit because i'm like when you put your personal business out there like that that's when you open yourself up to the public all having an opinion on your personal business. And that's what I'm like, oh, that reminds me of like the feeling that I don't like sometimes. But also when I get the DMs from people that's like crying and they're telling me that they're crying or, uh, you know, telling me how much this song or this verse helped them, you know, get through their broken relationship and 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 cope with the uh the tough relationship they may have with their siblings it's like all right man like th this is why i should remain you know open and transparent and if that's the case i got a lot more where that verse came from not a, not about that topic but just about you know life so i'm i'm looking forward to um i'm looking forward to continuing to do that. and you, you just talked about like creativity and uh kind of like moving forward and such um he's talking about two dark skin two light skin going from Really like the, the 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 darkness and everything here moving into two lights gate. That was a phenomenal record and the way that you guys actually lightened up such a dark issue such as colorism. 
Y'all did an amazing job. I see you wearing a 90 shirt. You wore that in the video, bro. That place was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Wherever that was, I, I need to go and take my wife to be finna have a date night. For real. You know what I'm saying? That, it was amazing. Um, why, in your opinion, is colorism not way the same as racism? For the same reason, you know, sickle cell isn't a big deal because it only affects black people. Um, colorism isn't seen as a, a huge issue because now, just not a lot of people can relate because it's a, it's something in the black community. And along with the list of things as we're seeing now coming to the forefront that black people have to deal with, this is lower on the totem pole than systemic racism and other things, but it is an issue. Um, and uh, I think that's our, one of our least popular, you know, to me, the video is amazing. Shout out to Man, Mama, shout out to welcome to the nineties. I think the video was perfect. I think the song was dope. And I just don't think, I think it fell on deaf ears because I don't know if a lot of our people, of black people, I don't feel like enough black people have heard that song, but I think if they could hear it, I think it would touch their hearts. Listen, so other than other than the cover of, of the project, was there any other influence of, of Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff on this collaboration? Was it strictly just the cover and, and you know, the album title? The boom bap, of it, you know what I mean? The, the production and um, the light, like, like light, not the light hardness of like two dark skin, two light skin for sure. And the free Mac outro um, were definitely, um, and I think just the topics we talked about, even on Get Blue, would you know, we're both talking about like jazz, like Fresh Prince would always rap about things that were not traditional parents just don't understand nobody's done that topic yet you know i think i could beat mike tyson like there's all charlie mack the first, he wrote a song about a security guard charlie mack's the first out the limo you know charlie mack got a gang instagram follower still because like he's so i think we did topics that people wouldn't normally talk about in honor of um those those two that that group all right, so uh, Merz, could you name another rapper you'd be interested in making a Christian-themed album with? And then D, maybe vice versa, could you name a mainstream artist you'd love to do a project with? What's dude name? Toby Mac. Toby Ooh. Mac? Toby Mac. I'm taking Toby Mac wow. to the street, bro. Oh. Um, my top three, Toby Mac, and then, damn, I never thought about that. Toby Mac and Toby and Wigway, like, that's two Tobys. Two <laughs> Who are the hot, most iconic? I Man, I might have to have another son and name him Toby so he could be hot in, in, in Christian rap. <laughs> you trying to go platinum, grab that Toby feature. It'll at least get you gold. Either either to either of the Tobys or um or reconcile. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about you, D? Now my man uh Starlito out of Nashville, Tennessee. Starlito. Um outside of Starlito. I love to do a, I love to do a full length project with, um, with Lil Wayne. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. and that's my that's my top two right there. Y'all can call Lil Lil One. Lil. <laughs> this what happened. Y'all missed the ball. There we go. I know it's coming. Y'all missed the ball. D for this album alone, you should have changed your name. To frankincense, so it would have been frankincense and merge, bro. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> bro, that would have it would have created it would have been everywhere, bro. Y'all missed it, bro. Y'all you know I mean, uh, that hey, we would have missed that. 
Christmas album. Well, that's it, bro. That's the Christmas. Y'all come back for the Christmas album, bro. No, hey, I, I need that Christian rapper out there named Frankincense. I know there's somebody. There's a whole <laughs> album, it has to be that's a how you get them Franken dollars. You gotta have Frankincense. Holler at me, holler at me, Frankincense. MC Frankincense, wherever you at, we gotta collab for the Christmas album. So that is it with D1 and Merz. Thank you guys for joining us on Pen Game 101. It was a privilege to speak to you both for the third time. Uh, but this time obviously was a ton of fun because we played some games and that is new. That was a new thing to the mix. Uh, guys, just give us, give us like a real quick word, real quick plug to, to take us out. Oh yeah. Make sure y'all listen to the album, subscribe to the podcast. Um, I'm back to cursing on my next record. I don't know if y'all want to hear that. I'm just giving you four one so you don't burn your ears out <laughs> because I love Jesus and I curse. Man. Jesus Christ is my Lord and savior. And I'm out in these streets too with with oh. I'm all the BS, bro. So Murd, so Murd, I so we gotta get this on, on record. Are you a Christian? I will not affiliate myself with that brand. Jesus wasn't a Christian, he went to heaven. I'm good. I'm good with my 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 OG, my my OG pastor homie told me like it's all about your relationship with God. Um Christianity, God existed before Christianity, the earth existed before Christianity. For everybody watching this though, if this don't get cut, man, honestly, be bold about your relationship with Christ. Be bold about your walk with Christ. The world needs it now more than ever. And time is ticking on all of our lives, yo, for real, for real. So, you know, ain't no ain't no time to be lukewarm, yo. We were put here for a purpose. Revelation 316. Go ahead and check mm. that out. Mm. Do that. And after you check that out, go check out He's the Christian, I'm the Rapper album by D1 Emerge. Yeah, man. All right, so that was D1 and Merz. Thank you guys for breaking down that 101. So, cut right, I'm going to kick it to you. What What are your final thoughts about this whole episode between the pen, the game, and the 101? Bro, I thought this joint was phenomenal. Um, the project was awesome. Them brothers was hilarious. As to say, it was so rich. They were authentically themselves throughout the whole, you know, throughout the, the whole, whole game. You know what I'm saying they showed off, they they freestyle skills, it was dope. Um, and we we just we had a good time, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes um, you know, artists can get on and be artists and not really just be like regular people, you know what I'm saying? Just have regular conversations. So I appreciated um the normalcy of the interactions that we was having, um, uh, the transparency and cast keeping it 100, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for me, I, I just really liked uh this whole this whole show was really dope. Like so when I was reviewing this, I, I was just, you know, dissecting the music for what it was. But then once I met them and I, they're so comfortable and like funny and just like normal people, I'm like, man, this is just dope in itself. Like, so just whatever they do now, I'm going to listen to. Like, it was kind of that, uh, it had that effect on me. I'm like, yeah, this is great. And so it was a, it was a great night. It was just awesome being able to talk to these guys. Uh, big props to uh, D1 and MERS for messing with our games and and uh, being good sports with that. And, yeah, this is really cool. Thanks. All right, and that's going to wrap up Pen Game 101. We hope you enjoyed the whole episode. Please leave us some comments. What do you? I mean, we're still new at this. What do you think we can do better? What do you love? Uh, what are some words that you want us to throw at rappers in the game? Who do, who do you want to see on here that has a project that's coming out? Leave us all the feedbacks in the comments. We do have an intro now, and you're you're going to see that. Or actually, you've already seen that. Uh, so you know we're trying to up 
the level every week as we go, just like we're trying to up our interviews and up our interactions. We appreciate you all rocking with us. And uh, everybody, whether it's morning or night, have a good day, and uh, we will see you next time. Peace.